Get ready to celebrate God's call to go. Here's your weekly dose of heartwarming encouragement for the missionary in all of us. Welcome to Missions Change My Life. Now here's your host, Pastor Kevin. Well, good morning. I'm so excited to welcome you to 2021. It is January the 5th, 2021, and you're listening to the Missions Change My Life episode. And we are going to start 2021 with an incredible interview with one of our primary partners in India. He's located in Chennai. You know him perhaps on the show as Pastor B. Many of our audience have probably gone over and visited and served with him and his churches, but we are so excited to have Pastor B on the show today. Pastor B, welcome to Missions Change My Life. Hi, hello everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah. So we also have Courtney on the call. She is our teams and operations manager. Hello. Hi. Yeah. And so we're going to get to know Pastor B today. Many of our audience know him, love him, Mm -hmm. love his beautiful wife, their two precious Mm -hmm. children, his parents, his sister, his niece, their family, Mm -hmm. their staff, Mm -hmm. their churches. Pastor, we love you. We love everyone you've ever introduced us to there. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited for today's show because we're going to get to know you and hear about your Mm -hmm. testimony and your call to ministry. So Courtney, take it away. Happy New Year to both of you. (laughs) Yes, Happy New Year, Kevin. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Yeah. So Pastor B, let's just start by just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of um, your background, where you grew up, and then kind of lead into how you knew you were called into ministry. To answer that question, I think I need to uh, uh, share a bit of my testimony as well. Yeah. So, yes, please. Yeah, please actually, do. Yeah. yeah. I was born and brought up in a Christian family, but I never was a Christian. I just used to attend churches, but I didn't. I didn't. I never had a personal relationship with Jesus. But when I was 20 years old, I felt very sick. My parents took me to a hospital where the doctors could not find out what the sickness was, and then the doctors asked my parents to admit me in the hospital uh, for observation. Uh, but my mother said uh, she would take me home instead and just pray for me. So I was taken back home and I was bedridden for a couple of days. And then my mother kept praying for me. And then one night as I was lying in my bed, I was unable to move. I was just bedridden. I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I couldn't uh, move myself. Uh, I was just lying on my bed. Uh, one fine night I was asking myself, what's happening to me? Because asking myself, will I, will I ever be okay or am I going to die? And then so many questions came, uh, started coming into my mind. And then I started to pray the first time in my life, the very first time. Uh, I have prayed before, but then uh, I never prayed from my heart, you know. Uh, I started praying. I just, I just mm-hmm. looked up. I was, I was in my room. Uh, the room was completely dark, uh, no lights. Um, I just switched off the lights, and then I was lying in darkness. And then I looked up and said, I just started praying. I, I, I asked, uh, Jesus, if you, are, if you are a God, heal me. And then I said, if you heal me, uh, I will serve you my entire life. That was my prayer, you know. Uh, And then uh, before I finished praying, you know, I saw lights shining brightly in my room. Mm. The room was very dark, but uh, before I finished my prayer, you know, the room, it was lit. I can, uh, I could literally see like uh, thousands of lights in my room. It was so bright. It was so bright that I couldn't open my eyes. And then Mm. I heard a voice 
saying i i have healed you completely mm. so uh, that was the voice of jesus and then as soon as i heard the voice i felt i was healed completely healed i jumped out of my bed and then the very next morning i went to my college so that was a big miracle i i've never experienced miracle in my life and that was the first miracle i've experienced in my life everyone was astonished and then that was the time i committed my life to god and mm. then i accepted my i accepted jesus as my personal savior and then i committed myself to serve him i just i committed uh, that i will serve him and then so that was the first encounter i had with god and after that i started living a normal worldly life i went back to my college and then started living worldly life uh running around with friends and doing all sort of worldly things i started i wanted to study more and then i wanted to earn a lot of money that was my desire i wanted to earn a lot of degrees from university and then i wanted to earn a lot of money but then after a year my parents sent me to malaysia to visit my uncle's family my uncle's family was in malaysia so mm-hmm. they sent me to malaysia on my vacation so uh, while in malaysia i was taken to a chinese church for a sunday worship service at the end of the service the pastor gave an altar call and started prophesying you know he said uh, he was prophesying there is someone here who has committed his life to serve god uh, but kind of backslider now mm-hmm. and then he, he continued saying god is calling you this is your second chance so i then realized it was god was calling me mm. the altar call was for me so i went forward i knelt down i started my life to serve him and then that was it from then uh, since then no turning back so after that i started coming into the ministry yeah wow, wow. <laughs> yeah pastor Amazing. i want to i want to dive in just for a yeah. moment about your yeah. encounter with with jesus because i've heard these mm. these testimonies over 20 years now of people who okay. really testify to the presence mm-hmm. of God coming into their room in bodily yeah. form like that. We arrogant Americans who think mm-hmm. we know everything about God, you know, we yeah. could quickly discount that and just say, well, he was sick and so he just hallucinated. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I hear in your voice confidence that this was not a hallucination. Uh this yeah. so d- describe, I mean like your testimony is that Jesus yeah. visited you in your room mm-hmm. and you saw him and you heard his voice yeah i didn't i didn't see jesus in a bodily form okay i just heard the voice okay yeah the the voice was so subtle and it was so sweet uh-huh like i've never heard before and it was authoritative as well he and- said i have completed you i have healed you completely completely so um and this was yeah. not hallucinations as a result of high fever No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a I'm not accusing. The room, I'm the just... room was completely dark. Uh-huh. I, I the room was completely dark, but when I before hearing the voice, I the, the room was lit up, you know. Mm-hmm. I could see like literally see like thousands of lights in my room. It was so bright. Well, we can see multiple accounts in scripture where God used yeah. donkeys to get people's attention, fish mm-hmm. to get yeah. people's attention, a variety That's of right. ways. And so mm-hmm. sometimes we think, well, there's only one one way that god can speak to his people and it would never be audible and it would never be in bodily form and mm-hmm. you know it would never use lights and all of that but all throughout yeah. india are these believers mm-hmm. who really mm-hmm. have a sense of of god yeah. really showing up in their dream or or even in bodily form they wake up and mm-hmm. he's standing at the foot of their bed and what happens is what follows that testimony is a radical mm-hmm. life lived for god yeah, and these yeah. are not just hallucinations these 
literally changes a person's life and they follow yeah. Christ. We always hear that phrase, the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> the proof is in the evidence of what comes after this yeah. testimony. And now you're saying God gave you a second chance. And that was exactly, when you really yeah. got serious for Christ. But that's right, yeah. Because and I didn't have a passport at the age of 20. So my parents took me a passport. They get, uh, they uh, got me a passport. And then they said, you have to go to Malaysia because I was just roaming around with my friends. So they thought I'm going to you know, lose my life in the, during vacation. So they wanted me to go to my uncle's family and then spend my holidays there. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought, you know, I think God had a purpose. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to go to Malaysia and then uh, attend the church service there. And then through the pastor, he spoke to me again. So, mm. yeah. Well, your parents must have really been praying for your life to be lived. For exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to say uh, about this as well. Uh, right after my birth, you know, uh, when I was, when my mom uh, gave birth to me, she committed me for ministry. She mm. wanted me, she prayed that, uh, no, you got, Jesus, if you give me a son, I'll give him, I'll give him for ministry. Yeah. So that's what a, a prayer was. Because it's yeah. no small order that a family in India, uh, would have the means to get a passport and send their son, 20-year-old, over to Malaysia. You have a family that has been blessed of the Lord, but you're mm -hmm. you're not a very rich family as far as, yeah. as that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. even that had to be a miracle of God to send exactly. you to Malaysia yeah. and put you in front yeah. of this Chinese yeah. pastor. God was certainly yeah, right. yeah. after you. Yeah. That's a beautiful <laughs> yes, testimony right. yeah. of how the Lord pursues yeah. us. Mm -hmm. Often we yeah. think we, we choose Christ and mm. he has actually chosen us. Even so I have did... never believed in miracles. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Oh, no. Go uh, ahead. Even Keep I have on. never believed in miracles until I mm -hmm. received a miracle myself mm -hmm. in my life. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. God's yeah. got a yeah. way <laughs> to prove himself to yeah. us like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what did the next few days or months or years look like? Um, did you go back to school? Were you hanging around the same friends? What did after that transformation look like? After the second yeah. chance? Yeah. Yeah. I went back to my uh, university. I uh -huh. wanted to finish my studies. I did mm -hmm. my post-graduation in human resource management. So I wanted to finish the course there. And then mm -hmm. right after that, I joined YVAM. You know, I did a school in yep. YVAM. Yeah, wow. discipleship training school. And then I did a school of worship as well. And mm -hmm. then after that, I worked in uh, YVAM office because of my studies. They wanted me to work in the office. So I helped them in administration and things like that. Was your um, marriage, was it a love marriage or was it arranged? It was an arranged marriage. You got lucky. Your family picked well. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, very <that's> beautiful. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> what was Victoria's background? Was she a believer when you married? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She was a believer. Yeah. She was from a Christian family, a very good Christian family. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And how long mm -hmm. have you been married now? Uh, 11 years now. Yeah. 11 years now. Yeah. yeah. And you have two beautiful children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a daughter and a son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was really as a result of YWAM that you and I got to meet. One of That's our right. yeah. former staff members mm -hmm. had been on a YWAM, YWAM team that had yeah. ministered with you. Um, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and as she got to know more about Global Hope India, she said, mm -hmm. would you be interested in meeting the pastor that we served? We would highly recommend yeah. him. He's the real deal. And he and his family are very beautiful for the gospel. And we did not have a presence in Chennai. And we had actually been in the state um, north of Chennai and would come in and out of Chennai to do the international flights because Chennai has an international airport. 
And many times we would get lost in Chennai <laughs> and we had uh, multiple motivations to get to know you. And mm -hmm. we're so thankful that God put our lives together. Yeah. And now imagine yourself on the forward mission field. You and your team are on the bus going to today's programs. After singing a few songs, Pastor Kevin stands to deliver a devotion. Okay, team, I want you to gather around and I want you to hear this word from God to you today. The word is presence. As we go out into today's programs, I want you to meditate on this word, capture it in your heart. I want you to see and hear and experience this word presence. Jesus gave us one of the most incredible promises that we'll ever receive in the Great Commission. You know it well, Matthew 28, it says, go ye therefore into all the world. And we are given the Great Commission and he ends it by saying, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Right then and there, he is promising his presence. He's also teaching us what is most valuable. He could have promised, and be sure of this, you will have millions of dollars for your programs. Be sure of this, you're going to have the best health ever your entire life for the ministry. Be sure of this. And we could go on and on and on. But what he wanted to get across to us is that the presence of God is the most valuable resource we have ever received and we will ever be given and we will ever have. Moses knew this. Now, Moses was not a perfect follower of God. He was not a perfect leader. But when it came to the value on the presence of God in Exodus 33, he is having a conversation with God saying, you are sending me out. You're giving me this task. Tell me who you're going to send with me. And God says, I will send my presence with you. And even there in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we see that the presence of God is supreme above all other gifts, above anything else. And yet in our earthly minds, we have a tendency to think of many things that could possibly be more valuable than the presence of God. It's when we get into ministry, when we get into the raw lives of people in missions that we realize there is nothing that is more valuable than the presence of God. We are told that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit and that by salvation in Christ, we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we're told it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory. And so what matters today is not your presence or my presence. What matters today is the presence of Almighty God. Jesus said to the disciples, it is for your good that I go away. How could he possibly think that it would be good for this long-awaited Savior to now ascend back into heaven and to leave the disciples and the church without his presence? But he said, it's for your good that I go away because the Father will send the promised Holy Spirit to you. 
Jesus had humbled himself and became 100% God and 100% man. He was confined to the flesh, just like you and I are. But the good news is, on the day of Pentecost, the church received the presence, the very same presence that Jesus showed us in his life, made available to each and every one of us through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That presence that Moses spoke to, that presence that Jesus promised is in you. And that's what's going to make the difference today. That is where the healing power comes from. That's where the power to restore lives, the power to forgive sin, the power to bring that which is turned into ashes and make it beautiful again, the power to deliver, the power to heal is the almighty God's presence within us. So hear that word presence all throughout the day. I want you to celebrate the presence of God. Call on the presence of God. Expect the presence of God. Value God's presence above everything else. Are you ready? Let's go. Ready, set, go. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with Audacious Generosity. Get your copy today. It's goodbye 2020 and hello 2021. Happy New Year. We all make New Year's resolutions. Lose weight, more exercise, stop a bad habit, start a good habit. Start 2021 with Global Hope India. Start a monthly recurring gift that provides access for more people to hear about Jesus in 2021. Your monthly gift of any size can make the difference in someone hearing about Jesus. Invest in salvations, baptisms, and more churches. Go to globalhopeindia.com forward slash give and start 2021 with Global Hope India. Happy New Year. What was those days like there when you were with YWAM? And then how did you transition over to being the pastor of your church and to now planting so many churches? Yeah, uh, when I was with YWAM, you know, I was put in administration. I was asked to help in administration uh, because of my studies. But uh, but actually, uh, that was not my heart. You know, my heart was for church planting. Even though I was in administration, you know, I used to go go out and uh, do evangelism and then like distribute tracts and preaching the gospel was my desire and then slowly i started developing my a desire in my heart to plant churches and then uh, i don't know why you know uh, right from my i mean early uh, christian life you know whenever i went to a new place i would have a desire in my heart to plant a church there i don't know how i got that whenever i went to a new village or a new place or a new uh, destination uh, so you know, I have, I would develop a design in my heart to plant a church there. As I was working in the administration, you know, I thought I was, I was not actually, you know, uh, interested in 
administration i thought uh, god was calling me to uh, plant churches I, was, i thought god was calling me into church ministry and then i started going to a, a english church in uh, i mean near uh, the yvm office and then i started helping them and then that's how i like i was like kind of an assistant pastor associate pastor and then i started learning a lot of things about pastoring a church and then i slowly moved out of the i mean uh, moved out of the yvm office and then uh, we started i mean uh, we planted a church here in ambattur yeah well pastor yeah. you probably have heard yeah. many people um give witness to this but you have an apostolic spirit over you where yeah. you're not just called by god to oversee one church and you are mm-hmm. a pastor yeah. you do have a local church but the mm-hmm. the whole time i've known you you have been mm-hmm. equally passionate for everyone else's church as you are your own yeah. church you are mm-hmm. definitely yeah. a leader in the big c church the christian church mm-hmm. the church of jesus mm-hmm. christ and it doesn't uh-huh. have to be your church and your people you'll give yeah. boxes of bibles to other pastors with other people because yes, you, right. you're so kingdom minded how did god craft you to be a kingdom leader like that was it through ywam that you really were exposed to the kingdom of god or how did he birth that in you yeah i think uh, it was through ywam because uh, you know only after going to ywam you know i started worshiping the lord in spirit and truth because i was in a i was in an anglican church i didn't have a i mean intimate relationship with jesus mm-hmm. but only after uh, uh, joining ywam you know i started worshiping the lord uh, from my heart and then i started uh, having a, a relationship with jesus a closer relationship with jesus and then that's how i started learning a lot of things about hearing the voice of god and so many things like that one other thing before we move on to the second half you have always had a priority on youth ministry you really gravitate toward the young people i mean like you certainly serve uh the elderly mm-hmm. and yeah. and the babies but there's something mm-hmm. it seems like in your spirit to really raise mm-hmm. up leaders and and yeah. you you really feel it seems like maybe it's your own testimony but mm-hmm. you are drawn to people that used to be just like you <laughs> uh, do, do yeah. you do you witness that and you really yeah. have a passion for youth mm-hmm. ministry of those college age individuals Mm-hmm. how did that happen in your in your ministry yeah this might sound funny to you uh, because actually uh, i always wanted to have a younger brother but that, but that never happened okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was too late so but whenever i see a younger young, i mean younger younger person i would i would think he's my brother you know you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i wanted to have i wanted to have a biological brother but it never mm-hmm. happened so whenever i i come across with younger people and then i would take them as my brothers mm. in my heart so like they're all my brothers so i just want to reach out to them i did not i mean i wanted uh, those young people to experience what i experienced in my life i just took them as my brothers my own brothers even though they are all from different families different backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, different religious backgrounds uh, things like that i just thought they were all my brothers and then uh, i just wanted to uh, love them from my heart and then share about about jesus with them and then that's how it started that's beautiful anything else about your story that you want to share with us maybe yeah after uh, taking the decision of serving the lord i, I kind of uh, i was facing a bit of hardship from my family not okay. from my immediate family but from my uh, extended family like from my relatives they thought i was doing good in my studies actually i was good in my studies so they wanted me to uh, pursue my higher studies and then uh, i wanted me to go for a highly paid job 
So when then uh, when they got to know about my interest in serving the Lord, they just said, no, no, it's not good. You have to go and earn money. And then they were, I mean, they were like uh, saying a lot of things that bothered me a lot. Mm. So I was emotionally, I was disturbed a lot. Kept bothering the, they they kept bothering me with those, you know, negative thoughts. I had to come out of that struggle. You know, I really struggled with my emotions. Yeah, that was kind of hardship that I faced through my family and then even through my friends. You know, from some of my close friends. Uh, they started mocking me for taking such a decision to serve the lord so i had to uh, come out of out of all those issues and then finally stick to my decision well i'm very grateful that you did pastor mm-hmm. you're an answer to prayer to us because back at the time that we were getting acquainted with you introduced to you we have mm-hmm. been praying that god would match us up with his people that really have a call to plant churches in their life mm-hmm. Very grateful that the Lord really, under divine appointment, introduced Mm -hmm. us to you because we really were gravitating to those leaders around India Mm -hmm. that really had a call in their life to start churches. And Mm -hmm. we're grateful that you're one of our partners for all these years. Yeah. So you've been listening to an interview with me and Courtney as we have interviewed Pastor B from Chennai. He is one of our long-term vetted partners there in India. We have 12 partners all across North, South, East, West, even up into Northeast India, all across India that we get to do ministry with. And Pastor B is one of those. We love them all, but we can't wait for you to hear next week's interview with Pastor B as he really shares about what 2020 has been like and what he's looking forward to in 2021. So I hope you'll be back next week. God bless you all. Thanks for being a part of Missions Changed My Life. This episode is complete. So head over to globalhopeindia.org for show notes, resources, and opportunities to go to India through GHI. Continue to be radically transformed by God as you live out the Great Commission. And we'll see you again next week here at Missions Changed My Life.